Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome back to the Girl Means Business podcast. Thank you so much for being here this week. We have a really great episode this week. I am chatting with my friend Brianna Gunn all about the messiness of business. I kind of played around with a bunch of different titles for this episode because there's a lot of things that we get into. And one of the things that I remember stood out to me in the conversation was just talking about how nothing in your business is permanent. That's kind of the the beauty of it is that wherever you are in your business, you're going to have different levels of struggle. You know, new level, new devil is something I say in here. And I think that definitely is relatable because every level of business you're in, it always has a different version of messy. It always has a different version of what you're facing that is a struggle for you. And I think, too, it's really easy for us to look at what other people are doing and think, oh, man, it looks so pretty and shiny when the reality is everything, everyone has messiness. Every single one of us has something about our lives, our business that is just messy. And when I say messy, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's chaotic. It doesn't necessarily mean that it is not under control. It just means that it is not this perfect image of what we think we our, our business and our life should look like. It might be that you're trying to juggle all these different things at one time, or it might be mean that you're still learning something new, which we should always be learning something new. But maybe you're in the process of figuring out how do I launch this new thing successfully? How do I bounce back from something that did not go as well as planned? How do I manage to run this business and keep my kids home all summer and entertained? How do I manage building this new thing I want to start and taking care of my family or whatever it may look like for you? All of that is the messy. So we use that word a lot in this episode, the messiness of business, the messiness of life. But I I want us to be clear that when I talk about messy. That's not a bad thing. And it also doesn't necessarily have to have a negative connotation. It just means it's a work in progress. It means that you have the little construction cones up and you are doing something. You're doing the work. You're in it. And it's not always going to be organized and pretty and neat and color-coded. It's going to have moments where there are post notes everywhere and you're running late to a Zoom meeting and you haven't showered in a couple of days and you're running on coffee and cheese, you know, crackers and Cheez-Its or whatever. And that's the messiness of it. But it's also the beauty of it. Like that's why we do what we do because we thrive on that. We want that. And we would rather have our lives be messy on our terms than our lives be messy on somebody else's terms. All right, so our guest today is Brianna Gunn. She's a messaging and funnel specialist. She works with business owners and entrepreneurs to create messaging and processes that inspire loyalty, momentum, and action, and that leverages trust, authenticity, and profitability. She uses her more than 20 years of experience with customer service and marketing to uncover the gaps in messaging that leads to lower conversions and plugs them through customized systems, structures, and processes 
that are bolstered by copy that converts. Now I met Brianna on Clubhouse and the beauty of it was she was hosting a room about landing pages. And she took a look at one of my landing pages. She helped me revamp it just quickly, easily. And immediately I saw results. It was awesome. She's incredible. So I cannot wait for you to meet her. Real quick, before we jump into this week's episode, don't forget to check out the free Instagram Reels training I have available for you over on the Girl Means Business website. Go to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash get real and you get immediate access to the Let's Get Real Instagram Reels training. I've been using Reels for about five or six months now, seeing some really incredible results, no pun intended. And I cannot wait for you to start using Reels in your business as well. So click the link below, go to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash get real to check it out today. And let's jump into my conversation with Brianna. All right, guys, I am here with Brianna and I'm so excited to chat with her today. Welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you. Okay, so um, we connected on Clubhouse and then in the DMs and um, and then we kind of chatted on Zoom a little while and now I'm excited to chat with you even more through this podcast episode so tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and how you kind of got into what it is that you're doing right now. So I am a marketing and messaging expert and copywriter, and I have been doing this for about 11 years. But when I first started, I was checking people's email because that was the only gig I could find. And they started asking me to do more and more and more and more. And I just kept saying yes and took classes and courses and really accelerated my learning so that I could be of more use to my clients and so that I could increase my rates. And that's how I got to where I am. That's awesome. And I love that title of like marketing and messaging expert. I think that that is like, First of all, I love alliteration. So that's always like, it makes me happy. <laughs> but I think it's really interesting, like the, the way, like what we call ourselves. I was listening to somebody talk the other day and they were saying like, that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is like, you can call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. Like if you don't want to be called a business coach, then don't be called a business coach, create your own title. Now, obviously you can't be like, you know, I'm a jibber jabber. People won't know what that is, but, <laughs> right. but we're obviously being copyright. Like you know, words have power. And I am like obsessed with like finding like these magical little words that make me so happy in my day. So when you said marketing and messaging, I was like, Ooh, that sounds exciting. (laughs) It's, I think it is. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. You mentioned like you were reading people's emails. So were you like managing like kind of a VA type thing? Yeah. Like managing their inbox and being, and then, you know, it it went from just sorting email into folders and, you know, this needs a response. This is a marketing email. This is, you know, not urgent to actually responding as them. And then they were like, I love your voice. I love the way you write. Would you be willing to write for us? Would you be willing to write blog posts? Would you be really willing to write our, you know, our weekly emails? And then it was, would you write our marketing emails? And then it was, I want to launch this program. Would, do you know how to write a sales page? And it just, I never said no. Um, I never said, I yes, I can do that. I absolutely have done that before. It was, it, you know, when I first started, it was, I've never done that before, but I'm absolutely willing to learn. Um, and then, you know, doing the research and finding the course or the program that would teach me how, or, you know, trial by experimentation and trial by fire. 
Um, and I, I still, to this day, you know, there are things I absolutely do not do in my business. I'm not a coder. I don't do, um, a lot of the tech stuff. Um, I understand enough to be dangerous, but for clients, I can, I can, it, it helps because I can communicate with those team members that handle those other pieces that I no longer do in a way that, that, you know, I can speak intelligently to them. We can have a conversation and I understand their frustration with trying to get the banner to look just right or trying to get the email to be formatted a certain way. And um, it's just been, it's been, I mean, it's 11 years later and I only do the marketing and the messaging piece. I don't do all the extras anymore. Uh, that's so great. I Like when you were talking, there were so many little pieces in there I was wanting to pull out. But I think one of the things I love the most is that you were not afraid to say yes to opportunities. I think that is so important because I look back at like, and really everybody that I've interviewed on this podcast, most of them have said, I didn't start where I am today. Like I started as this, or I thought my life was going to look like this, or that my plan for my career was this. And now I'm doing something completely different. And I think if people are so focused on no, I'm going to be this thing that they're going to miss out on all these other great opportunities that come their way. And so not being afraid to say yes. Like I listened to um, the Armchair Expert podcast with Dak Shepard and his co-host is this lady named Monica Padman. And Mm -hmm. she talks about how like she started off as like wanting to be an actress, but she started off like being a nanny. And so she got a nanny job. She got a babysitting job. And then she got connected to these people just by saying like, sure, I'll do this. And sure, I'll do that. And then she became like the babysitter for Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard's kids. And then from that, they learned that like, she's really good at writing. So they started having her write some of Kristen's speeches. And like that led to her like now being a part of their family and partnering with him on this podcast. And that's opened up doors to other opportunities. And so I think it's really cool when, People are like, yeah, I just figured it out as I went and I wasn't afraid to say, sure, I'll try that (laughs) and see where it goes. And yeah, you may stumble, you may fall flat on your face, but at least you can say you tried or you may realize that you absolutely love it and are really good at it. So, Or that you hate it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I was like, yeah, I'm happy to do that. And then I got in there. I was like, oh, no, 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 (laughs) no. Yeah. You know, and and you figure out and, and then you're never left, at least for me, I'm not left wondering, oh, what if I'd taken that opportunity? Or what if I had said yes? Um, I think it's, I think it's really important that, you know, as you're growing, as you're scaling your business, as you're learning new skills, that you're honest with your clients. If it's not something that you're an expert at, or that you have a large breadth of knowledge that you tell them, you know, I'm not an expert at this, or I, you know, you're honest with where you are in the learning process, because otherwise you end up saying, yeah, I can do that. And then they wonder why it took you three weeks. Yeah. Um, because you spent two and a half of those weeks watching YouTube videos on how to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, but when you have a client that are, that's willing to grow with you, then it's really not that big of a deal when you say, you know, I don't know. Um, like I just talked to a client. I don't build websites. That is not what I do. Um, do I know how? Yes. Do I want to? Nope. So we were having a conversation. She's like, can you do this? I'm like, can I? Yes. Will I? No. Yep. You know, it was like, and there's a couple of things. She's like, well, are you, are we, can you and I change out the pictures? Yes, of course. That's really easy. And we can do that. But do you, am I going to build your website for you? No. I'll write the copy. 
I'll give you all of the CTAs. I'll give you all of that, but I'm not going to actively build it for you. You need to go out and find someone else to do that. You need to find someone else to go out and implement the content that I'm providing you with. Well, and I'm a believer too. And like when you're new to business and you're doing everything on your own, like I, and of course this also is someone who comes from like, I come from an educational background where like, I enjoy learning things. Like I have a stack of books back here. Plus like what you can't see off camera is like three other bags from Barnes and Noble of like books that I've ordered to read. And half of those are going to be like business books because I enjoy learning new things. And when I was starting my business, both my photography and my coaching business, I wanted to have a base level knowledge of every aspect of my business to understand at least enough that like, like you said, like, yeah, I could probably do it. Like, yeah, I could probably build my website. I could probably, you know, do my taxes, but do you want to, do I want to No. (laughs) And is there someone who's better equipped for that? Absolutely. But I think that in the beginning, when you're starting out and you can't afford those different outsourcing pieces or, when you're just starting out, like, I think you need to at least dabble in every little thing enough to kind of get an idea of, do I enjoy this? Am I good at this? Or is this something that I need to eventually hand off to somebody else? Um, I always say this with like photography, you know, niching down in your photography business. I had to try everything. I mean, I photographed dogs. I photographed bar mitzvahs. I photographed like everything I could to see, okay, no, I don't really enjoy working with pets. Um, I don't really enjoy working with little kids. Like I was, but I had to try it before I could figure out that I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a mistake that gets made a lot. You know, we, we go all in on this one idea because it sounds really, really good. Um, I actually have a friend who was like, I'm going to be an OBM. I want to do this. And then she's like, I really hate this. Now what? Because she built her whole business around this concept that sounded like a good idea at the time. And then come to find out it doesn't jive with what she really wants to be, you know? And I was like, well, I, you know, I'm going to be a copywriter come to find out. I love writing copy, but it can't be the only thing that I do. I want, I want to have a a hand in the strategy. I want to be a part of that decision-making process. That's what really fires me up. The copy is just the vehicle. And so it's, it's really understanding where your superpowers lie and and then expanding on them and, and being okay with saying, Ooh, maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. You know? And, Mm -hmm. and that's why I stress when people are starting out and they want, you know, a six month or a year contract. I'm like, don't do that. If you're just starting out and you're brand new, don't lock yourself in for a year or six months, try one month or three months and see how it goes. Give yourself some wiggle room to get out of things because you never know what's going to come like, and on top of that, if your client ends up being someone who you don't enjoy working with and you have an out. Yeah. But you know, more importantly, protect your sanity with, you know, not getting stuck doing the thing that drives you absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Well, I think this all ties in nicely to kind of the topic we were going to focus on today. And and -hmm. I know like you and I were chatting last week and the idea of kind of the messy middle came up and I loved this idea because I think it's something that's not talked about enough in business on social media behind the scenes kind of things, because, you know, and I know I've fallen victim to this when I was starting my business where I would look at these people online who were doing amazing things. They had all of these systems in place. They had all of these automations in place. They had a team of people. They were creating incredible products or services and offerings. 
They were killing it on social media. And I felt like I needed to be at that point because they made it look like it was so easy and they made it look like that's how they had come out of the gate swinging, you know, like that's what their business looked like from day one. And it wasn't until I really started getting into and like listening to podcasts and talking like to people and realizing like, oh wait, no, 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 no. That's, that's their step 12 and I'm on step two, (laughs) you know, like, so I think there's that gap of like people who are starting out, like you're listening to podcasts and you're watching things on social media and you're seeing like, okay, there's these people at the beginning who are just starting, who are like the baby business. And then you have the people who are, you know, so far down the road that it feels like there's no way to get there. And there's not that bridge in between where people are talking about the messy middle, the things like figuring out what is your niche? What are the things that make you happy? What are the things you have failed at and picked yourself back up and kept going? So today I kind of wanted to, like we both sort of in our conversation last week, we were like, yes, that is so important. So I really wanted to kind of dive into that today. So my first question for you is, what is something that when you were starting out in business, you were like, okay, this is how it's going to be. And then you got into it and you were like, oh no, no, no. It's not like that at all. Like what was kind of like a, a thing that was like this, not what you expected part of business. I thought because I like doing launches that I wanted to be like the launch queen, right? I wanted to be the person who helped people launch their programs and products. And I did, and I, I did that for a while and it was really fun but it burned me out to the point of putting me in the hospital. Mm. And I realized that the amount of stress that is, that is put on you for that type of a project is not something that I myself can sustain. And so I very quickly shifted to doing more of an evergreen style launch model. And that's really where I shine and what, because it's what I love doing because I understand from firsthand experience exactly how stressful launching can be. And so not running launches front end, front end to back end and being in charge of the whole team really helps me to keep a lid on the competitive side of me that pushes me beyond my limits. Um, and, you know, keeps me from going to the hospital too. Yeah. Helpful. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. And I think for me, it was just the fact that like the, kind of the biggest aha moment, I guess I had when I was in that messy middle was that things are not going to just happen because you create them. You know, the idea of like, if you build it, they will come. Mm, that isn't how, this isn't how life works. <laughs> you can't no, just put works something out there. The dreams. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> when there's a script <laughs> and a director and yeah, but no, I think that like, that was kind of my big thing was like, Oh no, no, no. Okay. So I can't just put out a website and I can't just put out a social media page and expect it to just like people start flowing in the gates. I have to actually like market and promote myself and do things that are going to bring the traffic to my business. Um, So that was kind of my like moment of, Oh, okay. This isn't how things go. (laughs) Um, So the next thing I wanted to kind of get into was, the like the not so shiny part. So like the things that maybe you have failed at, like, is there anything in your business where you tried something? I know you mentioned like you were saying yes to a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. So was there ever things that you tried and you were like, oh, I am not good at this. And this has been a complete flop. Like what are those things, those moments you've had? Oh my gosh. So, so many. Um, 
you know, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a one-stop shop. I figured that out pretty early on. And then, you know, stuff happens and you forget why you're like, well, I, you know, I can hire the contractors to do this. So yeah, I could totally, uh-uh. I, I don't function well in an agency setting. I don't function well as a one-stop shop. I don't want to be in charge. I would rather help you find the people for your team. Um, but yeah, figuring out the agency model wasn't for me was, was a pretty big uh, slap in the face because I had set myself up so that that was really the only option. And, um, and it really, really is not a good fit for me. And I think that, you know, when we don't know, because we have, um, we don't know how to say no, because we're scared. We, yes, it's, it's a, it's $20,000 payday, or it's a, you know, $10,000 project, or, you know, we see these big numbers and we get excited and we say yes, when we really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I think being okay, making that mistake and owning it and saying, you know, yeah, I'm never, ever doing that again, but executing whatever you promise to the best of your ability, even if like in my case, it cost me thousands of dollars because I ended up having to hire out a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not a mistake I'll make again, because like I said, it cost me a lot of money. Um, but it, it reinforced the fact that I really want and need to stay in my lane. Yeah. No, I totally understand. Yeah. I, I know like, and I want to clarify one thing too. I was thinking as you were talking, you know, like the idea of the messy middle, I feel like that also kind of implies that there's an ending, like there's a, a finish line where you're like, okay, now everything is exactly how I want it. And you know, I don't know that if you were to pull back the curtain on any brand or company out there, I don't think they would ever tell you that they're like at the pinnacle of where they want their business to be. I think that they would all say like, no, we're still in that like middle, messy, middle stuff that they're still figuring things out. Like obviously everything changes with social media and the internet and all those things. So I just wanted to kind of, I was, as you were talking, I was like, okay, I don't want anyone listening to think that the messy middle means like there's the section of your business where things are like messy and, and difficult. And then all of a sudden it gets better and things are perfect. Like that's not how this works, but this isn't the wizard of Oz. No, 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 not at all. Like it's going to be messy. It's just different versions of messy, like mm-hmm. new level, new devil. Like when you grow your business in the beginning, when you're a baby business, like your, your devil is those things that are like, okay, figuring out who is my client? What am I doing? What's my niche? What are the things I can, you know, take on and how much can I handle? And then maybe you kind of take some things off of your, your, your plate and you're like, okay, I've got somebody that can outsource this to. And then you're like, okay, but now I have this new devil of, you know, maybe I have clients that are asking more of me than I can give, or maybe I have, you know, more money coming in, which means that now I got to be more organized. There's always a new, new level and a new problem to face. So, yeah. I I think to add to that, I think the, the thought that you're going to wake up one day and everything's going to be perfect. If that's where you want to be, go get a job. Because as an entrepreneur, Every entrepreneur I know, including myself, is never satisfied with the status quo. We always want to be better. We always want to make more money. We always want to have more clients. We always want to grow our influence. We always want to expand. 
And with that expansion comes challenges and you have to be okay overcoming those challenges, whether it's a monetary hurdle or a knowledge hurdle. If you, I always, I always say the day I stop learning is it, I need to be done. Yeah. Because I'm not doing this so that I can, I can be the okayest. I want to be the best, which means I need to keep continually be learning and taking on new challenges and stretching myself. Well, I think that's a good point because I, you know, I also want people to understand that being an entrepreneur is not for everybody. Like Mm -mm. the perfect example is my husband. I love him, but he is, he would not be cut out for entrepreneurship because like he said to me the other day, he goes, why can't you ever just be okay with like where you're at? And I was like, because that's death to an entrepreneur. Like if you're just okay where you're at and you like fall back and like, you're like, I'm just going to sit here and enjoy and just ride the coaster. You're going to eventually taper off and die. Um, and Mm -hmm. so I was like, it's not that I'm not happy with what I've accomplished. It's not that I'm not grateful for where I am. It is that I'm taking time to appreciate how far I've come, enjoy the mess and then go, okay, now it's time to move on and do something bigger, better, greater. So if, if you don't have that sort of drive, if you don't have that mindset of, no, I always want to be learning and improving, this may not be the business for you. Maybe you need to make what you're doing a hobby and have a nine to five job. And I know that that sounds like tough love, but the reality is you're just going to be disappointed if you try to reach this sort of magical, mythical end result of, okay, I, as, as soon as my business looks like this person's business looks, then I will have made it and I will be able to just sort of sit back and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That's never going to happen. <laughs> You're setting yourself up for failure there. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Well, and I think, I I think that, you know, speaking of failure, failure is something that we should all strive for, right? Because when you fail, you learn. I don't believe in, in failure for failure's sake. I believe in failure for a lesson. And so, you know, I failed time and time again. And I, you know, is it frustrating? Yes. Do I cry? Sure. You know, does like nobody sets out to have their day be completely ruined, 
but you have to have those moments to keep yourself in check and to find your boundaries and your limits. Because the fact of the matter is nobody has ever built your business before. Nobody, not even you. And you're figuring all of this out. And, um, it's, it's one of those things where as we figure it out, we make mistakes and we have errors and we, we miss deadlines and we say yes to things. Maybe we shouldn't say yes to. And so it's up to us to figure out how to fix that and how to fix and and turn the failure into some semblance of success. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I heard someone say one time, they were like, if you don't look back on like the first thing you ever created in your business and cringe, then you didn't start. You waited too long to start. Like it's, you need to be okay putting out not great stuff in order to eventually create better things. Like if you're waiting for, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, I am waiting to create the perfect product, or I'm waiting until I am really good at this one thing before I put it out into the world. One, you're probably never going to get there. And two, you're missing out on the opportunities in front of you right now because you're too afraid to put something out that is a little bit messy. And I think we forget that like our audience is going to give us a little bit of grace. And if they don't, they're not your ideal client, in my opinion, they're going to give you grace. I agree. And some people want to grow with you. Like some people want to see, especially if you are in like, you know, you and I are both in the space of kind of working with other business owners and they want to see that we don't have it all together either. Like Sometimes the post, the stories on Instagram that get the most interaction on my thing are when I post about like the messiness of entrepreneurship, the fact that like, this is not the pretty picture. Like what you see on my feed of like these pretty photos of like this gold wall and my, you know, like whatever the picture is I want to portray, what you don't see is when I flip the camera around and there is just junk all over the floor or or my children behind me in <laughs> school and interrupting our podcast. Episode. Exactly. I mean, that's part of it. Like that is just like how life goes. And if you're expecting it to be shiny and pretty and perfect all the time, again, you're waiting too long to start and you're going to set yourself up for failure. And disappointment too, because yeah. if you're, all, if, if you're, if this podcast does anything for you, know that none of us have it all figured out. Not a single one. No. And the ones who do are miserable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know what it was. I was watching the other day, but something, and they said, if anyone ever says to you, I've got it all figured out, they're either lying, delusional, or they're, they want you to think they do so that they can sell you something like, Mm -hmm. because even like the, the big name people that you may be looking up to right now, they don't have it all figured out. Cause again, new level, new devil, whatever it is that they're trying to figure out. It's not the same thing you're figuring out right now. It's a different stage of it, but they're still figuring out where they're going to go next. What's the next level for their business. So, yeah. Um, okay. So question then for you, if mm-hmm. you were speaking to somebody who was kind of in this moment of, I have this business, I want to grow this business. I feel like everything I'm doing is a failure. I feel like I'm not moving forward. I'm just kind of stuck in this one place. What would be your advice to that person? Find a mentor. 
find someone who is a little bit further ahead than you, maybe not even in the same space as you and find someone you can bounce your ideas off of, find someone who can motivate you and help you and support you. Find someone who's going to be honest with you about your ideas and the frustrations. Find someone you can, you can vent to because whether that's a paid coach, a friend, your mom, we all need an outlet. And as we're growing and scaling, it's like having a kid, you know, or a puppy or a cockatiel, you know, it's, it's, (laughs) It's, it's another entity that is, that you're birthing and growing. And we were never intended as humans to do this all by ourselves. We've always been tribal, right? We have a village. Your business is no different. You need to find your business village. Mm -hmm. And so don't, don't sit there in your frustration and feel like in, and, you know, think you're the only person to ever have experienced this. Cause I guarantee you there's someone else out there who's done this before and had that same frustration or a similar frustration. So find your tribe, find your people, give yourself the space and the capacity to share your, your experience so that you can effectively move past this, this frustration that you're having or this, this failure that you're having and, and continue to grow. And do it in a way that's smart because when you have a tribe of people around you or a community, you're going to get those, Oh, I tried that. This is what happened. You go ahead, but I'm warning you, this may be where you're headed. And so you can make better and more informed decisions because you have those other people giving you their input. Yeah, no, I think that's like the best advice because yeah, like you, that's one of the biggest problems I hear people say with starting a business is that it's isolating. It's so, and it, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you are, you know, learning how to grow a garden. If you're trying to do it all by yourself, you're going to feel so isolated and alone and struggle so much more than if you were just to like, go find your community. Like you said, like, go find your people. And I love that comparison of like, we talk about with motherhood all the time. Like it takes a village to raise kids and it, t- it really does. But same thing with your business. Yeah. I mean, I've never thought of it in that sense of like, you still need a village to, to grow your business because if you're trying to do it all by yourself and treat it as if like, I'm the only person that's ever blazed this trail and I'm going to figure it out as I go. And it makes me a better business owner because I can do it all on my own. It's like, I tell people about the whole, like, it doesn't matter how you birthed a child whether you did it naturally with an epidural, mm-hmm. a C-section, whatever, you still had the same end result. You got a baby. It's the same with a business. It isn't, if you, you can have the badge of honor of like, I did this all by myself with zero help and I, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Or the person who's like, I had a tribe of people who guided me and helped me. If you both end up in the same place, wouldn't it be better to do it with a community of other people that you can like go through that process with? <laughs> it makes so much more sense. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So uh, the main purpose of this episode, I think was that I wanted everyone listening to feel like they were not alone in this. Like we were saying, like, we don't want anyone to ever feel like, oh, I, I'm the only one who's ever gone through this. My purpose of this episode was that I wanted everyone listening to think, okay, I'm not alone. There's other people out there that are, have gone through this messiness with me, no matter what phase they're at, they're either with me behind me or ahead of me, but they all have had this messiness. They've all had failures. They've all had struggles. They've all hit roadblocks. They've all had successes as well. 
And that if you are feeling frustrated in that right now, just know that one, you're not alone. And two, there are people you can reach out to myself, Brianna. Like I'm sure if somebody popped into your DM and said, I heard you, I want to chat more, like you'd be all over that. Go and find your business bestie, find somebody that you can connect with and just know that like, we've all been here and we've all struggled and it's okay to say that you've are in that messiness right now as well. Yeah. So, well, thank you for joining me and having this chat. Tell everybody where they can find you to connect with you, reach out to you, work with you, learn more about you. Sure. You can find me on the interwebs at briannagun.com or on social media at the Brianna gun. And seriously, guys, if you're struggling, if you need someone to support you, if you just need to bounce ideas off of someone, shoot me a DM. I will, I will help you as much as I can. And if, if it's a longer conversation, I'll tell you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, Brandon. Thank you so much for your time. I will have all of your links in the show notes for people to quickly and easily find you. Make sure you go follow Brianna, reach out to her if you want to, or just to have somebody to to chat with. So thank you again for uh, chatting with us today and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Kendra. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside of the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week. Same time, same place.